Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The checkered flag ends the race, but it's only the start of the conversation. Michelin post-race tag on imsaradio.com. Have your say. Ask the experts. Make your point. Michelin post-race tag. The end of the race is only the beginning. Well, let's get straight to Shea Adam in Michelin Post Race Tech for the VIR WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Phil Ellis is down there. What a race, what a drive from Phil Ellis. Takes the win uh, along with his teammate for Winwood Racing. Uh, Russell Ward started the race and he finished it in style, Shea. Yeah, he did. And for Phil Ellis, this is another sweet victory with Windward Racing. Do you think they're going to get you your own fire suit with your own name on it? Because Mikhail Grenier is the fire suit I've seen you wearing for the last couple of rounds. Or is that one lucky? I mean, maybe this is the lucky charm. I think, uh, I'm not quite sure, but I think in Lime Rock we had Marvin's suit on. So I don't know if that's the unlucky one and, and, Mar- and uh, Mick is the lucky one. No, no, to be honest, it's, it's amazing. Uh, we had such hard luck uh, at the beginning of the year. We always had the pace. Uh, and now we always at the pace as well. Even today, we didn't have all the luck on our side on the first pit stop when, when the air bottle failed. So that was uh, all, all through the way out the back of the field. So from there, it was a really, really tough fight, um, also with Maxime and uh, and Bill. But uh, to the for the most extent, I think it was all clean, uh, all good and hard, fair racing. And you know, when I saw they pitted in front of us, uh, it was just all in. Give it all beans. Well, now you get the coolest trophy of the year, the golden bib. So uh, you get to add that to the mantle as well. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, maybe when we win uh, Petit with mixed suit as well, I get my, my own. So uh, I'll have to uh, negotiate a bit better with Russell next year. Sounds good. Good luck in the next race, and we can't wait to see a Petit. Thank, thank you, Shay. And before you uh, take it back over, John, I just want to dive in really quick with Bryce, because Bryce Ward, this team is your baby. How proud are you of what your boys and girls have accomplished? Yeah, there are no words, honestly. I am so... I'm actually kind of a bit emotional right now, truly. I mean, we had a, we had a, a, an issue with the pot stop, and Russell was really disappointed, and everybody was, but we refocused, and I mean, the, the crew made a great, I mean, the fueler, he, he just nailed the plug-in. We absolutely nailed the fill. Everything went well. I mean, I just can't, can't imagine how proud I am. Thanks. Congratulations, and let's see what you do at Petit. Oh, I'm so looking forward to Petit because, you know, I need you there to bring the, the good mojo, please. I'm looking forward to seeing you there, and we'll, we'll talk about it there. I'll do my best for you, Bryce. Thanks. Oh, brilliant. Uh, Bryce uh, is the father uh, of, uh, of uh, Russell Ward, uh, instrumental in the setup of that team. Uh, no main driver himself, actually, and uh, still keeps telling me he's going to get back behind the wheel one day. Uh, that is still a relatively young team, Jeremy, in motorsport terms. Uh, and they've got some good people there, both here in the States and in their European uh, operation. Christian Hornardel runs HTP uh, uh, 
the HTP Winwood uh, uh, out of uh, Germany, all part of the, the same operation. And they're running cars in DTM. They've got uh, Young Schumacher uh, running for them there. Uh, they've put together a very, very good programme in a relatively short time, in, as I say, in motorsport terms. Well, they certainly have. They've done a tremendous job. I mean, uh, yeah, I, the, the, the team is performing flawlessly. Uh, they're they're executing perfectly. Yes, they, they had that problem on the first stop, but uh, you know it's uh, two wins in succession and a pole position. Hey, that's that's really good effort all the way around, and just no mis you know no major mistakes uh, and some forceful driving. I still don't like the way he took uh, that position earlier on, but the the, the chief steward said it's okay, so it's okay, um, and um, you know and any any fall on from there and came through with the win. Well done. Yeah, very well done indeed. They take that momentum uh, of two race wins here in uh, in uh, IMSA and a couple in SRO. They have literally not lost any of the last four races they've entered. Um, let's go to Roman D'Angelis, uh, who's with uh, Shea Adam. Uh, that was uh, a really interesting run uh, for that team as well. How, how many fingernails has he got left now, Shea? Any? <laughs> I saw his dad, Max, at one point during the race, and Max was absolutely inconsolable with nerves. So, let's find out. Roman, how nervous were you at the end of that race? Very nervous. I was I was trying not to look at the numbers, but um, we, we all knew that Max is a beast at fuel saving, so we had uh, no better guy to have in the car in the end, and we were committed right from the beginning that we were going to be one of the cars that was going to try to make it. So, I think we were the only car that didn't stop, but... I mean, we're usually a car that struggles with fuel capacity, but Maxime just saved fuel, committed two seconds off for the last 30 minutes. So he did an amazing job, and I we owe this to him and the guys plugging the numbers in. Well, and i got to ask Max, because now this is the second time this year that we've had a really hot race. You've been on fuel save mode the whole time of your stint. How close was it at the end of the race for you? Yeah, very, very close. I mean, uh, yeah, fuel saving and trying to defend and fighting is very difficult. And uh, I didn't know if the others were, were trying to do the same. But they were definitely, yeah, using more fuel somehow. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe we can make it. But uh, yeah, really tough. But they're really happy for the team. And yeah, we take some points again. So it's good for, for the last race of the season. Yeah, it's another second place finish for you guys in these fuel save races. And now we go into this race. Championship very much alive for Roman. Petit Lamar, huh, you know how to win there, don't you? We figured it out last year. So I'll see if we can do it again. Good luck to both of you guys there. Thank you points i mean leads the points they are leading the points yeah they are leading the yeah. points here you can tell them that uh jeremy's done the uh, arithmetic well, there's the answer jeremy we were you know we were uh, uh we were uh, speculating about that but martin well that was amazing by maxine martin because his lap times yeah. through that stint were very good let's talk about that in a moment well, let's uh, sorry, uh, Jeremy, we'll grab as many drivers as we can. Third yes. place in GTD, uh, Madison Snow, Brian Sellers, Paul Miller Racing. And they had, by starting the race year, already clinched the Sprint Challenge Cup, uh, the, the, the championship that they were really going for, because, of course, they didn't do the first race of the season because their car hadn't arrived. Correct, and if they had finished Daytona where they average a finish at Daytona, they would be in this championship lead, which is a little bit bittersweet. But for Brian Sellers and Madison Snow, another podium finish in the sprint championship. Brian, I'll start with you since Madison moved further away. 
This has been an extraordinary effort to try and go after this Sprint Cup. I know it wasn't the goal at the beginning of the season, but clinching it for Paul Miller Racing and getting every possible GTD championship that's offered by IMSA for Paul Miller Racing, that's got to feel good at this point in the day. Yeah, I mean, it definitely does. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's a little bit overshadowed by the race today, um, but that doesn't make it any less important and, and any less gratifying, I would say. You know, what you have to take the moment to point out is that championships are about the team. It's not about one single person in that team. It's about everybody. And I think it shows the entirety of the work. And, uh, you know, that's that's why they're so important. It's the people around you, the people you have, um, you know, working together. Not It's not just myself, Madison, Lars Gearsing, Mitchell Simmons, you know, Paul Miller. It's all our guys, Justin, Rich, Chris, you know, I, I'm going to miss them, Dean, Kevin. Kevin. Um, it's about all those guys. They get to celebrate the moments. Eric, Wayne, you know, they're the Scotty. The list goes on and on. I could name. I, I'm sorry if I missed you, but um, you know that this is for them, and it makes me proud for them. All right, Madison. At the beginning of the year at Long Beach, you said you didn't really think much about this Sprint Championship. You were just coming into this season to win races. Now you've won the Sprint Championship, and as Brian just said, it's really something more for the crew. Does that make it more gratifying for you? Uh, it's always nice to get another trophy for the crew. And for the moment, you are the final Spring Cup winners, so there's something to that as well. It's awesome. Thanks. Congrats. Go and get your trophy. So, uh, yes, yeah, not what they were planning for, but they'll take that. Third place here and home race for Brian Sellers at uh, Petit Le Mans and uh, they'll be pushing hard to try and finish on a high. Uh, what points did we not do, Jeremy? Is there any that we did? No, I think uh, we did all, actually. Oh, I think we did, yeah. Um, let's have a quick look at what's coming in on the hashtag Michelin PRT. Um, let's uh, go to uh, Jerry Z. Can we get the GT4 cars to run here next year? VII said, I know they have their own series with the Pilot Challenge, but we also perceive GT4 cars running with the GT3s. Uh, not quite, but Jerry, you're going to get something similar. GT4 cars running with LMP3s in the new VP Racing uh, Fuel Challenge. Uh, two 45-minute one-driver sprint races. And there will be at VIR. That's one of the six events there where there'll be two 45-minute sprint races for GT4s uh, running uh, with LMP3s. And they'll still be in the Pilot Challenge as well. The LMP3s will still be in the substantive version uh, of the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. But a new multi-class sprint event for next year at VIR. I think that'll be worth watching. In fact, I can't wait for that now that I think of it because having prototypes, LMP3 prototypes back uh, with multi-class, I'll be very interested to see how that races around around VIR, Jeremy, for next year. Yeah, exactly right. It's it's going to be very interesting indeed, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, we've seen um, you know, some tremendous competition all the way through and in, in both the classes as they are, you know, standalone classes. So, yeah. yeah, I'm excited about that. And I was just chatting with somebody during the week, actually, away from well, a from the race racetrack, uh, who was looking, who is going to be doing that LMP3 driving an LMP3 car last year. He's bought a car fairly recently, and is super excited about that for the 2023 20, season. Sarah Rigby, who's a big Aston Martin fan, 
said, uh, uh, you, you know, um, she's obviously relatively happy that they, they got a second place uh, and a, a fourth place. Uh, out GTD of going on weekend. podium now. Uh, but uh, she says, can I ask why you think Heart of Racing seem to risk losing so, so much by gambling with their pit stop strategies? Uh, they seem to have... Uh, have uh, uh, gambled on race wins by having either poor pit stops or pu- poor fuel, fuel staving strategy. Well, they got second today, and to be honest, um, without Phil Ellis and Winwood Racing, they would have won that race. I have no idea how they eked out the laps they did, which was extraordinary. What, 40, 41 laps uh, and an hour and whatever it was. Uh, an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and nearly 20 minutes uh, with a little bit of of, uh, uh, of yellow in there, but not very much. Um, I suppose, Jeremy, that they committed to that strategy early and once they'd done that, there was no point in changing, at least for here well, this weekend. Uh, so they say, yeah. I mean, they, they, for the first 10 laps of the stint, they were running... Uh, right behind the number one car, number 12 car, uh, and ahead of number 96 and 57, and running identical lap times to those guys. Then, all of a sudden, on lap 61, uh, they dropped off by about uh, a, a half a second, three-quarters of a second a lap. So it was right then they, made, they, they figured, OK, we think we can do this. Let's go for it from here. And then, but after that, the pace was about a second or more off the other guys. But... Uh, yeah, it must have been it must have been awfully tight there. Yeah, very 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 tight indeed. Hashtag uh, Michelin PRT at IMSA Radio. Uh, let's go back to Faf. Overall winners of the race and with one hand on the championship trophy for the weekend. Steve Bortolotti from Faf is down with Shea. Interesting to hear what he's got to say about those numbers on the fuel at the end, Shea. Well, Steve, two years in a row for FAF Porsche coming home with a win at VIR. I love the idea of two golden bibs being in the FAF Motorsports showroom. But this was so close. And the fuel, obviously, you got it just right to get across the finish line. But the numbers, were they showing you that you guys were going to be good to the end? Yeah, we. Uh, that was a big mess up on our side, to be honest. We. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but our, our sight tube. We just made a mistake when we were uh, um, filling the car for that final stop. So when we saw ourselves get into the collector, we were just mad panic on the stand. But um, everyone kind of kept their cool. Although I was panic. Maybe I was the mad panicking when everyone else was cool. But uh, yeah, they. Uh, just, I mean, Matthew did a great job saving fuel. I, we could hear the Corvette scanning their radio. They could smell blood, but. Yeah, Matthew did just enough to get by and uh, almost make it all the way back to victory lane with the car. So, yeah, we'll uh, make sure that a mistake doesn't happen again because that, uh, that could have been pretty bad if it went the other way. This has turned into a season where it is feasible for you guys to have a more than 50% win rate on the uh, GTD Pro class. Is that the goal now? Yeah, I think it has to be. I mean, we, we committed to a test at Atlanta, so we're going to do it. So we might as well try to win it, right? So I don't know if anyone's ever won, you know, 6 of 10. I know 6 of 11's been done, but never uh, never 6 of 10. So we'd love to chase that record and see if we can make it happen. Well, hey, good luck. I know you got a lot of Canadians pulling for you. Thank you very much. Great, great uh, team effort. Uh, Shea's right to talk about 
team effort. You're right to talk about team effort. There's a team, Jeremy, who supported him all the way through the pandemic. They moved their base south of the border to make it uh, uh, easier for them. In fact, that was the only way that they could t- continue to compete uh, in the Imsa WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. What a season they've had. Yep, they've got works drivers in the car with uh, Jaminer uh, and Campbell, but it's they've all got to be pulling in the, in the same direction, and, and they clearly are. And they're making that Porsche sing when it needs to sing. Yeah, and just look at how much they've outpaced the for for most of the season the right motorsports car, which has some. Uh, yeah, with Jan Jan Haley, we've seen how well he's been driving for the last yeah. couple of years, uh, and um, you know they've been well clear of the other Porsches in the field. So yes, they've done an excellent job with that number nine car. Uh, and as I say, one hand on the trophy uh, depends how many cars turn up for GT. D Pro at uh, Motul Petit Le Mans because obviously that will depend on how many points the the uh, minimum number of points that uh, is is going to be awarded because there is a uh, obviously a sliding scale if there's ten GTD Pros and you finish tenth that's going to be different from if there are eight GTD Pros and you finish eighth so it, it's all going to be about those uh, those numbers but I think we can say fairly certainly that uh, they've got at least one hand. And maybe a couple of fingers of the second hand uh, on the trophy uh, at the moment. Uh, Blue Fiends, VIR really lined up as a fuel management race this year. Happy to see a Porsche on uh, on Paul and uh, uh, Porsche on Paul and won the race by faffing about. Very good, Blue Fiend. Uh, Blue Fiend is a Porsche tech actually in his uh, real uh, real life fuel management and, and tire management as well because the, the we heard a lot of people talking about the degradation of of the uh, the tires uh, um but absolutely it was again Jeremy I said it during the commentary of the race 2 hours 40 it's not a long endurance race it's a sprint endurance race but still so many elements of endurance in the strategy and the tactics that just seem to work. It's good for telly. It's good for the uh, the spectators at the track. And, and I think it works for entertainment value. Oh, it really does. That, that, that for me was, was one of the best races we've had this season because there was always something different going on. Uh, I thought it was an absolutely fascinating contest and I loved every minute of it. So... Let's go back to Sheer Adam down on the pit lane. Or, excuse me, down by the uh, uh, down by the Victory Circle. Sheer, let's uh, let's have a, a little chat with you uh, as well uh, as we answer a few more questions. Well, you saw the faces in the pit lane. We were talking about you know the the, the stress, the strategy, what was going on there. It seemed pretty much every team up and down pit lane. That was a full. That was a full team effort, as as much as a 24-hour race at the Rolex 24 Daytona. Oh yeah, for sure. This was one that everybody was fighting for because everybody wanted to win it, and ultimately, a lot of different fuel strategies that came to play. I'm very and curious tires. to see what happens as the cars roll through tech and tires. Yes, and the tires. Um, are they rounded black? But uh, yes, it's going to be one that we're going to be talking about for a while because we don't really get a lot of these fuel-saving races that turn out to be quite as exciting. And yes, we had Lime Rock at the end of uh, July, but that was a very different circumstance for an exciting end to the race. This one was more who got their calls right. And as we just heard from Steve Bordelotti, the right call not necessarily the right call. In some cases, it was the wrong call, and it just happened to be right. 
Uh, they just made it work. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Sheer right turn lover uh, talking about uh, prototypes going around VIR in the big series uh, and talking about maybe adding LMP3s. Kind of defeats the object, RTL, of having a, a GT festival. Uh, but as we've said, there will be LMP3s there that next year. From your point of view, Sheer, is it different on the pit lane when you don't have the DPIs or the LMP2s or, uh, mixed in with the with the the GTs as well. And do you see a difference in attitude from the teams? Yes and yes. And nothing, uh, no offense meant towards DPI, LMP2 or LMP3, but I absolutely love these GT only weekends because it's an ability to feature and focus on the teams that sometimes get overlooked because of the bigger, faster cars that are out there. And we do try and keep it even between everybody, but inevitably when there's five classes out there, there's battles within each class and people get missed when it's just the GT challenge. Well, as we saw today, it was GTD cars leading overall for most of yep. that segment. That was equally as exciting. Yeah, fair, fair point, Shea, fair point. And, you know, during the VP Racing Fuels in-race updates, we were able to do a full field countdown uh, for everybody and go through the gap so that everybody here at the track and further afield knew how that was going. Go and have a lie down in a darkened room, Shea. Thank you very much indeed. And thanks <laughs> to the guys through BSI for all the equipment and uh, everything this weekend as usual. Thanks, John. Great fun as always. Uh, excellent work yesterday in the pilot challenge from Shea Adam as well when we were having some technical uh, difficulties. Uh, Jeremy, we move on to the final race of the season. It's 10 hours, just a, a, you know, one race left. Just the 10 hours of Mortal Petit Le Mans uh, coming up. Still a few things to be sorted. Uh, I think we'll see some uh, extra teams coming in as well. And since... 1998, Petit has really established itself uh, of uh, uh, as a blue riband event in terms of international, uh, global sports car and endurance racing. Yeah, so this will be the 25th year of it, won't it? Which is quite a milestone, uh, and it has been a great race. We've seen great races on a regular basis there, and I see absolutely no reason to expect anything different this time you know all of the championships are going to be pretty much up to, up for grabs i don't think i don't think really any of them are settled in the the main championship of course we've got the michelin endurance cup as well which is equally wide open in most of the classes so uh, i think we're going to have a really good field of cars there uh, there's uh, it'll be the, the 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 final hurrahs for the dpis oh yeah but um it's going to be uh, you know it's going to be i think it's going to be a tremendous weekend can't wait to get started to be honest Jeremy Shaw, 